You're listening to Culture Camp. Tune in each week to hear from an amazing lineup of athletes, CEOs, founders, and more who have created winning cultures in their organization. Each will share the secrets to creating a culture in your business that will lead you to thrive. Are you ready? Here's your host, Jason Haugen. All right, welcome back to another episode of Culture Camp. This is episode 50. I hope you're having a great Monday morning. I cannot believe I made it to 50. Most people don't make it to 50. <laughs> I have an awesome guest for you all today, and I'm just super excited to have him on. The founder, and we you call yourself CEO right now? Sure. Founder and CEO of sure. Patriot Apparel. Yeah. Official Patriot, Patriot gear. official Patriot gear, yep. gear, official Patriot gear. Yeah. And Ian, thank you for having me. Thanks for having me, man. I, I, uh, you know, when we connected over at muscles and everything, it was just like, let's freaking do this. Let's okay. just make it happen. So I'm glad we were able to make it happen. Super last minute. And I mean, that's, that's how it goes though, right? Exactly. I mean, hey, when you you're literally just in, got back from Cabo today, yeah, literally, uh, my wife dropped me off here <laughs> on the way back from the airport. I couldn't believe you actually wanted to do it. I was like, you really want to sit down and do a podcast when you get back from Mexico, dude, when I get back from a trip, I'm just like, no, man, I'm I'm excited <laughs> to do it. And I think the big reason is I love to do it. Yeah, no, and for I sure. was, I've been looking forward to this for a really long time. I think we connected a couple of years yeah. ago yep. and, you know, stay connected and just see each other at yep. events. And I was I want to get him on the podcast. Yeah, and then um, it's hard. I mean, you're going back and forth between, and it's kind of hard and easy because you're here a lot. Yeah. I and mean, I feel like you've been here like every other week. Yeah. And so. It um, seems like that. Yeah. It's but awesome. yeah, when I come down, it's just like so fast. There's so many things going on. And then before you know it, right back up. Right. But yeah. I mean, glad we can make it happen, what, man. What got, when you live in an Idaho Falls. So yeah, dude. I love yeah. it. Um, Ian, hey man, I want to talk to you about culture today. I want to talk to you about Patriot Gear. I want to talk to you about you got your new uh storefront up yeah. in is in Idaho Falls, right? Uh, Rexburg, Rexburg. So you got a new storefront up in, in Rexburg, Idaho. Yep. Um, so if you're traveling through the area, make sure you stop by and hit up the storefront because it's just awesome, dude. And it's been cool to see you um come from where I've seen you a couple years ago, yeah, to now. I mean, it's come a long way. So, what I'd like to get started is just you know, I know. You know, you've been telling your story a lot around the internet, and we'll, like, this uh, uh, podcast is emphasis on culture, right? So, right. let's just start with your story and kind of get into how in entrepreneurship and how kind of you know that started to do, and then we can get into how Patriot Gear yeah. started. So I, yeah, because I've I've told the story a lot on other podcasts and everything. So I'll just kind of like sum everything up as fast as I can. Long story short, I was in door to door sales for. 10, 11 years, literally over a decade. I, I sold, I knocked, I managed, then eventually I trained and then eventually I literally built their training systems and then I ran all their training and then I ran all their marketing. By the time I finished it after 10 years, I was the VP of training and marketing. I wow. built both systems all the way from the ground up. And um, they had branched off and split off into doing another like additional product. It was like a medical device. And so I had, I had basically we were in utah after i got married to my wife we were in utah for three years that's why i was an executive there and then when they created the new branch we moved back up to rexburg because they had a massive headquarters that they built and wow. they wanted me to head up the whole marketing strategy like basically build the whole thing from the ground up with that product so we said yeah cool that's a cool opportunity so we left we went up there um and then basically dude 2009 end of 2019 because it, beginning of 2020 hit and i like a lot of other people saw what was going on, saw it for what it was, decided to get loud, decided to get vocal about it, uh, knowing full well that there was a possibility that I could burn everything to the ground. Um, you know, cause I, I didn't have the following or the community that I have now, right. granted, but I mean, for the business world, like, I don't know, I had like 15, 20,000 followers, something like that. I'd been on pretty big podcasts. And so people knew me and everything. And I had, I had done a lot of work. Like people, I, I think a lot of people think that my social media just kind of like took off after 2020, which it did. But at the same time, dude, I was 
I was posting so many times every single day for 10 years straight. You know, right. I was that guy that you would get on and see like all the dots and be like, F this dude, I'm out. Right. <laughs> like I constantly, I like constantly posted. And so I had built something and you know, when it came time that I felt like it was important to speak up, my wife was like, you're an idiot, dude. You're going to burn all of this to the ground. People are going to think you're nuts. But I just, dude, I couldn't not say anything because not only did I know what was going on, but on top of that, I had just become a father. So I have two kids now, but at the time I had just Congrats. had my little boy. Thank you. And um, I just remember thinking like, I know I should speak up right now. What am I going to say to him 10 years from now if I didn't? And I knew I should have, and everything goes to hell like I think it's going to. Right. right? So I just, I decided to do it. And so I spoke up and long story short, it was the exact opposite. My my following exploded. Um, it went completely viral. And what I realized was there were so many people out there that not only didn't know what was going on and haven't had a clue what was going on forever, but on top of that, they also felt the way I did and I wasn't alone. And I think a lot of people right now and for the last two or three years have felt very alone. And, um, what I realized when I started speaking up was that I wasn't alone and it was like, right. it was empowering. Cause I was like, no, like this is, this is what's really going on. Right. So anyway, with that community, I didn't want to be like, I didn't want to be another political personality. Right. We got enough of those. And so I basically rallied that community together to start doing some really cool things. We, we saved some businesses from having to close their doors during lockdowns. We raised some money for vet organizations, like hundreds of thousands of dollars. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. And, um, throughout all of this, I realized that every single one of these people that were throwing money and resources at these businesses and at all these people, they wanted to be loud about it, but they were afraid. They were afraid of being canceled. They're afraid of losing their jobs, of their family disowning them, whatever, because of where they stood on the political spectrum or whatever. Right. And, um, so I decided after this community had kind of exploded, I was like, Oh, let's give them a way to represent this. And right. so I made the Patriot team. And I, I, love was like, it. I was like, it'd be cool if we could get 50 people to wear this. Right just exploded dude we did hundreds in a couple of days and and meanwhile i still had my job like i was still the freaking basically the cmo of this sales company and wow. uh and i was just doing this on the side and then it just dude it just kept going and going eventually people were make hoodies make hats hey why don't you make some kids clothes and it was like all right yeah cool like let's do it we got nothing to lose so we did and it just kept going and going and going and then i won't name name anything because i don't want to it's not important, but anyway, I was on another platform at the time. We're doing Shopify now. I was on another platform at the time. And one night I came home and it was shut down. Really? And I was like, what the freak? And we got shut down for violent, dangerous organizations and hate speech. Wow. Now keep in mind at the time, dude, it was a green t-shirt that said Patriot had a flag on it. It was a green hat that said Patriot had a flag on it. It was a hoodie that said Patriot had a flag on it. And it was a beanie that had a flag on it. And that was it. That's all we had in the store. Really? Yeah. And so wow. anyway, we got shut down and I was like, I remember going online that night, like doing a live and I was just like, all right guys, well, that was fun, but you know, I guess it's over. Right. And everybody was like, no, it's not over. Like build another store. And I was like, well, I don't know how to build another store. So, right. <laughs> and then somebody sure enough was like, dude, we'll do it. And so a buddy of mine helped me build the Shopify store that night. And we did like 27 grand in three days. Wow. It was nuts. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that that's a huge day. Yeah. A huge was, couple of days. It was massive. And, and so I was like, this is something like, this is more than just us selling clothes on the side. Right. Right. And with that realization, I was like, okay, you know, with my marketing brain, I was like, okay, well now like, let's do something with this. Like, let's make it something that represents people and let's build it. 
And so I was trying to think about like what it was all about, right? Because it just said Patriot. It's like, what is that? Well, what I realized was not only how I, what I believe and how, where I stand, but I realized that all these people that threw all that money and all those resources at these businesses and these, these business owners and all these people and these families, not one time did they ever ask, are they black? Are they white? Are they Democrat? Are they Republican? Are they liberal? Are they conservative? Do they wear masks? Are they vaccinated? None of those questions, not one time, not even one DM, none. Wow. Because that's not what you do. That's right. not patriotism. That's not, even though that's what the mainstream media and, and the talking heads would tell you that's what's going on right now and that's how people think and act, it's right. not. But the majority of people actually believe that when somebody in our country is suffering and when they need help, you just help them. Right. Simply because that's our duty as Americans to come to the rescue for fellow Americans, right? That's right. patriotism. Right. And when I realized that, I was like, that's what this is. So that's where official Patriot Gear was born. And um, the motto is that it's patriotism is not partisan, right? And it's, right. we're doing our best to remind people that it doesn't matter what you are. As long as you love the country, you love the people and you want it to thrive and grow and be free. And you're willing to defend those things and stand up for those people. Right. Then you're a patriot. Yeah. Right? hundred percent. That's agree. it. Yeah. And, um, it, it's actually kind of funny. I've told a few people this, but official Patriot gear wasn't meant to be the name. I actually really? didn't even know what the name was. I just needed a placeholder right? and I wanted to call it Patriot gear, but there was already another Patriot gear out there. So I was like, all right, really? let's just make it official Patriot gear. Right. And then people just started calling it that. And I was like, all right, crap. Well, <laughs> right. I guess that's the name. Right. So here we are, man. And it's, it's been crazy. So we're, uh, we're like, 49 countries and wow. tens of thousands of orders. And we have an amazing community. And so all over the world, all over dude, dude, 49 countries. That's a lot. It's all over, man. That is awesome. It's all over. All of, and in a few, like three years. Yeah. Less than three years. Less than three I years. I mean, technically our, technically it became a business May, 2021. I started selling the first Patriot tea September, 2020. Really? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's so, crazy because yeah. I had a 19 actually 2019. I had a yeah. clothing company for a little bit. Dude, it's so hard. It's, like the marketing is insanely hard. It's in like yeah. I did like DTG and like print on a man yeah. stuff and just to try to see if I can get enough like little following yeah. out and do a big investment. Yeah. And it took off and kind of did really well. Right. And then all, I just got, it just got a lot. Like yeah. it was a lot. There's a lot of moving pieces, a lot of sourcing, a lot of inventory, a lot of making like like QC yep. where making sure that everything is screen printed or whatever you're using is perfect every single time, hundred yep. percent of the time. Cause you can't ship out a bad t-shirt with a bad mark on it. Like it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a it, bro. It's, and we'll get into that. I'm sure it's yeah. a lot. Like I had it's a way more than people, a think. buddy that runs it at black rifle and yeah. he's done, he still does it. He's the Who, main guy. That? His name's Caleb Luffwich. Okay. I've met a few people from black rifle, but yeah. So he, like he ran their entire print shop for years and years and years. And now I think he's head of design. So he designs all of the shirts and oh, bags cool. and all that stuff. So, Sweet. um, but he would just sit there and like FaceTime me and be like all these machines picking stuff up and printing and all that. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. dude, that I was like, look at me. Like I got my little, little <laughs> thing going little on. Hand printers? Yeah. So we nice. did. And then I'm like, guys, we can't do this. Right. So then we found this print on demand place out of uh, LA and I was like, Hey, we just made it happen though. Oh, it cool. me, me and my buddy and we did it. We did it based off of like the walking dead and the TV show called the hundred. Oh yeah. Dude. And we did a lot we of stuff around that. And my created, wife and I watched all of those. We've yeah. Been so we, them. we made like phone cases and hats. What was your, what was your brand? It was called like Voga co. And I don't really know why we called it that. Okay. But, and then I, yeah, I just, that's what it, that's what it came. But we, right. we were like, 95% out of the country. It was, That's it was cool. crazy, but they would ship anywhere in the U S and it was like five to seven day shipping really? pretty much anywhere in the world. Hmm. So it was, it was nuts. That's but dude, cool. I, a lot of 
I know, and I don't know all that you went through, but it's uh, it's crazy. But I want to get back to something I think you you touched on that I think we want to talk about for a little yeah. bit is is having a voice and kind of raising your voice or not really raising your voice, but like raising your hand and speaking out. Yeah, I don't feel like in in either it's it's a like a a political standpoint, non political standpoint, at work, not at work. Like no one, like I would say people have boundaries. Like people say they have boundaries, but the, but then they cross them all the time, or they let people cross them, or they say, "Oh, I would never do that," and then it's happened to them, and oh, they don't say anything. Like you know, something happens to them at work, they don't want to say anything, even mm-hmm. though it's completely against what they want to do or believe in, or their goals, aspirations, all these things. And in life, we get told a lot by you know different political parties, different presidents, different people how we should live our life, how we should do things. The government has a lot of you know say in the. You know, that's one other top, you know, what's another <laughs> conversation, but a lot of saying what we do. Yeah. And a lot of people don't say, no, I don't want to do that way or push it against like where, like where, like, I guess the burning is, was there always a burning desire like to, to go kind of against the mold and really have that always. like, like line in the sand where you're like, Hey, I'm not going to let you tell me what to do like that. Always. So it's actually, it's interesting you bring that up and this is really cool. Cause it's something I've, I've talked about a few times. Um, growing up, I was I was the trouble child, dude. I spent most of my school career, and I'm not just talking about high school, I'm talking about like elementary school. I invented in-school suspension in my elementary school. Really? Fourth grade. I was the first kid to ever have to sit next to the principal, in, next to his desk all day long and get my lunch to the to the room. And literally from then on, like all the way up until like 11th grade, I think 11th grade, I started to kind of turn things around. I played football. I started to learn that I was a little bit of a dick. And so I started to get a little bit better. Right. But right. all the way up until that, like I spent most of my time in detention. Dude, I literally, I'm not even kidding right now. Same exact thing. Oh, and no. It happened in my 11th grade, to like senior yeah, year. I don't doubt it. And this is why I'm saying this because I believe that that rebel attitude, because I can't tell you how many times I was told you're never going to amount to anything. You're not going to be able to make it anywhere. You're not going to have a good job. You're not going to get into schools, blah, 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 because of how you're acting and because of how disobedient and how, how much of a rebel you are, right? Like that, that was told to me my entire childhood life. Right. But I will tell you this right now that what I've realized is that that was actually a superpower. And that gave me the ability to stand up when I did. That gave me the ability to create the life that I did even before I started doing Patriot Gear. Cause like- You were successful before. Yeah. And I, and like, I went out and created that myself, right? Because that rebel attitude gave me the understanding that, dude, I got to get mine. Like it's on me. No one's coming to get it for me. My, you know, my parents, I, I love my parents to death and they were incredible. And my dad is to this day, he's, you know, my, my idol and like, but at the same time, dude, I learned at a very young age that it's all on me. Right. And like, I have to rely on myself in every way, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. And that created a different strength that I have. And I, it's resiliency. And the number one thing I think you need in order to su- succeed as an entrepreneur by far is resiliency. Right. It's the ability to get kicked in the nuts and just keep figuring out how to solve problems as they come. Right. I, I would even argue like that's how you you have a fulfilling life for sure because life knocks you down yes. every single day. Yes. And it's, it's getting back up. It's controlling. It's being intentional with your life. Yeah. And, and you choose that. Like a lot on this podcast, I'm sure the listeners are sick and tired of yeah, it's cliche. It, but it it's like, cliche, if it is the B, it's, it's up to truth. me, yeah. but it's like, it is like people do not realize that they are in control of their life. I, I don't know if I'd even say they don't realize like, I don't think they want to realize you talked right. about crossing boundaries, right? That immediately made me think about the fact that, People don't want to cross boundaries. They're, they don't want to rock the boat. They right. don't want to get out of their comfort zone. They don't want to, um, they don't want to stand up. 
They want someone else to stand up. That's why we are where we are. Apathy is the biggest issue in this country by far, in my opinion, apathy and entitlement. Right. It's, it's the idea that I don't need to do anything or I don't want to do anything and someone else should do it or is going to do it for me. Right. That thought process alone has put us where we are right. as a nation, as we, a world. We have a world just, or, right. We have a world just saying, oh, someone else will do it. So the, pri- yeah. the majority of people are just, yeah. eh, everybody, trash on the ground. Someone else will do it. Like we, you know, we were just talking to Andy about Andy Priscilla before this podcast. His culture is yeah. unmatched. Like nothing, if you don't like wipe it. the counter down after you go to the bathroom or anything like that, like you're boom, you're terminated, like yep. gone. He, yeah. it, it, his standard of excellence and standard of just being a amazing human being is so high. It's incredible. And the crate, like, not the, like the odd thing about it is I feel like I was talking with DJ. I'm not super close to Andy. I've talked to him a bunch of times. But I'm, you know, talk to DJ. Yeah, yeah. Quite a, people flourish in that environment. They absolutely do. They love that because it's, it's extreme accountability. That's what it comes down to. Like it's not just living excellently or, or, or like pursuing excellence. It's literally accountability. He's teaching every single person through a simple act of just never letting that counter be wet. Right. The, 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 the point of I'm accountable for me and I'm accountable for my actions and it's up to me to be responsible so that everyone else will follow that example. Right. right? And, and it's like, that's our, that's our issue, man. It's, it's so many people, men specifically, if I'm being honest with you, you know, people, people always ask us, I shouldn't say they ask us, but they're surprised when I tell them that our demographic for official Patriot gear is 70% women. I'm yeah. Yeah. 70% women, women are our number one customer. Really? And it actually makes perfect sense because the Patriot mamas of the world are the ones that have been standing up and getting loud and going to board meetings and, and actually doing something about the crisis that we have right now. And it is a crisis. Like we are in a very, very bad situation. Currently people don't get it, but men specifically, it's like, I don't want to lose my job and I don't want to put my family at risk. So I'm not going to stand up. Well, what you don't understand, dude, is that if you don't stand up and you don't take risks in that way and you don't get loud and you don't raise your voice, you're going to lose all of that anyway. Right. Like one day you're going to lose your job because the economy can't handle it because you're just straight up going to get late. And then what? Right. right. And it's like the, the in, inability or I should say, um, just the unwillingness to get loud and get in this fight because it is a fight right is is literally causing the the problems it's right. making it so that all those things you're trying to safeguard you're going to lose them yeah it's it's tough. like and i can relate it like one and you know there's a lot of things that i can relate it to but one thing i can relate it to is like you know i'm in the rv business i got you know four dealerships here in the state of utah and you know other places in the in the country but you know, we have an association, right? Like we can Mm -hmm. get together and make decisions for the greater good or whatever we want to do for the RV association in Utah, which I feel like there's power in numbers, right? Especially Mm -hmm. like we have, you know, our association that we lobby at the, the, you know, state capital of Utah to make sure that we, you know, all these things that we got going on. But it's crazy that like none of us can even like, nobody wants to make anybody mad because it's like a good old boys club. So we can't even have meetings. Like I, we've had maybe an association association meeting twice in my entire five year career, in in this space because they don't like each other, so they don't ever want to help each other. Mm-hmm. There's big egos. They, you know, it's just all this drama. And I'm like, you know how much good we could do together? Like, and it's crazy because like I don't know. You know, I'm just getting an association. I'm assuming an association there, to, and then it's like a 
hey, good to see you. High five. Let's yeah. have a good day. No, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It's like, you know how the things that we could do for the, our community? Like, we have so much money in our association account. We could donate things. We could help people. We could yeah. do this, but no one can decide. And so, you know what? We just, and I'm guilty of this. I just don't even, I just say whatever. Like, yep. but then I say, okay, what can our, our company do? And we could try to go do things because again, I can control that. I can't really control the association. There's got to be a lot of, yep. you know, red tape and different things like that. Right. But I can control me and my four walls and our people. And so, you know, we, we do things to give back into the community, but it's, it's, it's that it's people just, Oh, whatever. It gets a little hard and yeah, whatever. Don't yeah. really do it. But it, it's, I, I think, um, you know, you talk about culture, dude, we, we have a, the, the world society as a whole is, is now built on a culture of fear uh, right. and, and the powers of be know that. And so they play on it and it's, that's what's causing all the divide as well. Right. Everything from being afraid of offending someone and saying something that, that will offend them. And then the fear of even the fear from that person who would be offended of them being wrong, right? People are so afraid of themselves being wrong. They're afraid of their own opinions. They're afraid. Everyone is afraid of everything. Right. And that fear is literally controlling people and, and making it so that they will not speak up. They will not stand up. They will not go out and create their own opportunity. Right. Like you just said, I could create my own business and then we can actually have influence and we can control it. Right. Right. So few people think that way because they're afraid of actually doing that. Right. And dude, I, I'll be honest. Like I think for the longest time I knew that I wasn't going to work for someone eventually. Cause I'm just, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not built to work for people. Like, right. <laughs> I'm just, I am the worst employee and I'm probably an even worse boss. Like right. I'm just, I'm just, that's just not, I'm not built that way. And like, I, I probably knew that was going to happen eventually. But if, if I told you I wasn't scared when I was leaving my cushy job of six figures every year, I'd be lying to you. Right. Like I had a good life. We traveled the world. We made a lot of money. It's, it's a safe, it was, it familiar was, environment. it was a pillow, bro. Like yeah. it was comfy. We had a fantastic, fantastic spot. And it right. was something that people my age don't think is a reality really? to be honest. No. My mom always used to say fear means you can either fear everything and run. Yeah. F E A R yep. or face everything and rise. Yeah. And she always, I don't know where she got it from. It's but fight she or always used to tell us that yep. and fear everything and run or face everything and rise. Yep. What are you going to do? Yep. And I'm going to let you sit there and you can make the decision. Yep. And it is, it, it is that it's just a decision. And, but it's making those, it's, it's jumping off that, that cliff to do really what you want to do and yeah. fulfill your life and your version of success yes. and the things that you want to do with your family and, your mind, like you just said, like you had that rebel attitude your whole life mm -hmm. and it's finally unlock, you know, ripping those chains off yeah. and doing things that you want to do. And one thing I do want to ask you is how, how has your life changed? You know, I would say mentally, physically, home life, since you kind of took off those, you know, those, maybe those chains, because I'm sure at the beginning for a while, it didn't feel like chains. And then you kind of got to a roadblock and you're like, I'm, I'm not doing, I, I'm not doing what I want to do. Dude. So, yeah. Uh, so my entire adult life, what I've realized is that I am motivated by fulfillment. Um, every single time I've ever made a pivot or a change in my life, whether it be big or small, it's when I have felt like that fulfillment is gone. So for example, when I was knocking doors, the minute that I felt like I was no longer fulfilled knocking doors, I knew that I had to make a change. So that's when I decided to become a trainer. The minute that I knew I wasn't fulfilled being a trainer, I knew I had to make a change. So I decided to try to, to, become a executive in the company and run the training program. The minute that I felt like the training program itself had taken off and it was on autopilot and I was just kind of not fulfilled anymore doing anything, I decided to take over the marketing. And then 
the minute that I felt like I was no longer fulfilled doing what I was doing after that, and the minute that the opportunity arise to do something I knew I should, and, and as cliche as it may sound to some people, I felt called to do, Right. that's when I made that change. And so, I, I mean, to answer your question, like the amount of fulfillment that I now have compared to what I had before, because before it was constantly fleeting, before it was like, it's there and then it's gone and then it's there and then it's gone and then it's there and then it's gone. Now, I don't, for the last two and a half years, however long I've been doing this, that fulfillment hasn't stopped because I'm finally doing something that not only am I so passionate about, but it's mine. Right. It is mine. It's no one else's and no one can take it from me. No one. And right. I can build it however I want and I can create whatever I want and there's no limits. And it's like that alone has created um, a life that even though it's hard, because it is freaking oh, hard. Yes, now, it is. Like people... People don't have a clue what it takes to run a business, but it is hard and we'll get into that. But I will say that the number one thing that I feel like I gained when I left where I was before was I no longer felt like I had to prove myself to anyone. My entire life in sales, I mean, in sales, dude, like oh, yeah, that's, that's how it is. is. That's yeah. all you do. You fight for, you fight for attention and you're right. constantly just trying to one up people and you're constantly trying to be that person who is valuable in someone else's eyes. Because if you can do that, then you can get this position and you can get this seat at the table. Dude, by the time I got the seat at the table, I didn't want it. Right. Because I just felt like, I'll be honest. I felt like sitting at the table, I knew the answers to the problems, but no one listened because they just wanted it to be their way. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. And even to this day, it's like, I know for a fact that those things would have solved different problems. Right. But it was like, once I finally realized, and, and again, this is, it, it all sounds so cliche, but it's the truth, man. It's like, I literally realized that it doesn't matter what anybody thinks about me. Like I no longer cared. I cared for so long what other people thought about me. And I finally got to a point where I was like, I don't freaking care. Like right. the only people that matter in my life, that their opinion is, my wife, my kids, right, and myself. That's it. No, like, no offense, but even you, like, no one, no one's opinion matters about me. I don't right. care. I will be myself, and I will live my life how I want to, whether you like it or not. I'll say what I want to, whether you like it or not, because that is true power, right? right. That's the ability to actually become the person that you're supposed to be, and um, and that's powerful, yeah, because dude. it's it's that decision to do that, like that. And for some people it's so hard, but it's, it's the decision to do that. And like, I like what you said, like, I, I want to touch on it. Cause I don't know, you know, some listeners might not have caught that as when you didn't feel fulfilled, you didn't just sit there and well, I'm not fulfilled. I'm just going to sit here for the next 20 years. No, because that's like, that's not a life. Like you were like, Hey, I don't fulfill what I'm gonna do. What can I do? Other things. Boom. You go do it. Can I do something else? Boom. Yeah. You do it. Can I go do something else. Boom. You do it. Yeah. And you keep working on like doing what you want to do, having that like rebel attitude, which I love because it's almost that self, like it's that self-control because you're controlling your environment yeah. and doing the things that you want to do. And then it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, Hey, I'm not feeling fulfilled here anymore. I'm mm -hmm. going to go do what I want. Like something else. Like I'm going to keep dreaming and keep this vision of like my vision of my life going yes. instead of just sitting there saying, Hey, I'm, I'm complete. I, I don't like what I do, but I'm complacent. There's so many people that I hear, well, the benefits this and the benefits that. And, this yeah, that. and I'm like, yeah. God, like, well, one, like I'm always like, hey, like, who's your boss? I'd love to come help you with your culture. But um, <laughs> but two, it's like, don't live that life. Like, uh -huh. I, I don't like to see people do things, like even in our own company. Like if I see something like 
I know they're not having fun. Yeah. And there's like, why are you here? Like, yeah. how can I help you do what you want to do? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what's your, what's your five-year goal? Like, right. am I a stepping stone? Tell me I'm a stepping stone because if I'm a stepping stone, I'll be the best stepping stone you've ever had. And I'm going <laughs> to catapult you to where you want to go. Yeah. And it's like, why? And it's so weird for people to say, oh, what? Like that, that's really like, yeah. Well, why are you here? Like, do you want to be here for 50 years? Yeah. Do you want to be here for a year? Are you trying to go through college? Like what's going on? Let's design something around your life. Like now mm-hmm. you're the the king or queen of your life. What do you want to do? Yep. And it's just so like foreign to people. They don't even know how to react to that. Or like even some people never even thought about it. They're like, oh, I, I really like, I can do this. I can do that. I'm like, yeah. You, dude, you know what I think it is, is, um, so one of the, one of the slogans of our, of our business is, is freedom and liberty over everything. Right. And the reason for that is not just because of like what our country stands for and everything, but it's also think about this, dude, the, the greatest thing that we have as human beings is agency. It's freedom. It's the ability to choose to make choices and do what we want to do. That's why the wars are fought. It's literally, I mean, well, wars are fought for a lot of different reasons, but right. we're not going to get into that. But freedom is what ultimately what people want the most, right? Right. Or at least we thought so. But see, the interesting thing is that if you actually consider where the world is going and where like the, the new generation and, and people that are coming up, like the people you were just talking about, where their minds are, dude, they, ha- they are at a point now and they have been basically mentally, this is my opinion, They've been mentally and emotionally infiltrated by the school systems, by the media, by Hollywood, by all these things that are constantly in their ear to not only think that freedom is dangerous, but to not want it. Right. Like, yeah. like they don't want to be free. They want someone to say, go here, do this and do this, and I'll pay you this much money because if that happens, it's easy. Right. So all the things you're talking about, how these people are like, it's foreign to them to think, like go create the life you want. Dude, so many of these people don't want it. Right. Because they've been told they shouldn't have it. Right. And they've been told that that's not the way the world works and that if you do try it, you're going to fail and you're going to lose all this and you're going to lose this. And it's safe here and it's comfortable here and stay here right. and stay in the system, be a good little boy and a good little girl and eventually you'll get to a place where you can have a family and a dog and a white picket fence and you'll be good to go. Right. They they're, they're worried about that safety, lie. security than than anything. I mean, like you said, they want they're more focused on that than their liberty and freedom. Yeah. And it's almost like mental, you can say mental liberty and freedom. Like you're always told like, yeah. you know, your whole life, you know, growing up to, to now is you're told what to do, what to wear, what to do, like how to act and how to do that. And it's like, you can think and do things for yourself. Like there's no. <laughs> Dude, like, look you, at the they, last but, two years. But then it's a lot of scare tactics, right? Look at the last two years and now ask yourself, why do you think it is that so many people, quite frankly, fell for what they fell for? Right. Because it's so easy to manipulate them. It's so easy to just say, do this because if you don't, this is what's going to happen and you'll be safe. Right. Like people don't want to rock the boat going back to what we said before. Right. Everybody just kind of wants to go along with the stream. And you know, this goes back to actually what you just asked me about. What did I gain from leaving my, I'll call it my previous life and basically embarking on this journey of like entrepreneurship. It's not just the, the ability to like really be myself and not care what other people thought and fulfillment and all that. It's dude, it's also just, I opened doors that I never would have opened for. I mean, the people that are in my circle right now, bro, I never would have gotten in those circles. Everybody right. constantly talking about how do you, how do you have the friends that you have and how do you get into the, the circles that you're in and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, 
you're going about it the wrong way. What people don't understand is that you don't, you don't like put yourself in those circles. You just become part of the circle. Like I, most of the people that I know now, I'm not going to like name drop. Most of the people I know now though, that I consider friends that people will be like, holy crap, how are you friends with that person? Dude, they found me. Really? Like they found me. And why? Because I wasn't just someone who was going to a seminar to listen to them speak and stand in a line and shake their hands and tell them how much I'm grateful for them. I actually listened to what they were saying for 10 plus years. And then when it came to be my turn, when I got my calling, I answered that call and I actually went out and built something and they found me. Right. And that's how it works. You don't find them. They find you. And then the craziest thing is, and I'm sure you know this too, bro. Once they find you, it's like all of a sudden, all of you, find each other. Right. And it's like, dude, I've been in your circle for how long now? And it's just like, all of a sudden now everybody's tight. And, right. and it's like the universe putting the people that are the, whatever you want to call it, the one percenters or whatever, the people yeah. that actually are breaking free from that damn stream right. and creating the bridges. Like they find a way to connect. Right. And it's, like most of the time I'm literally like, I don't even know how I met that person. It just happened. Dude, it's crazy. Like there's some times where I get in these circles and I like stare at my, I'm like, how? Like I, I went to to Vegas um, and back one in one day and I bet, I bet I met like 20 people that I have yeah. looked at like, or followed or yeah. like my entire life. Yeah. And like, I'm now I'm like, and what did you think? What me. did you, yeah. So what did you think when you met them? Cause this is actually something that I, that that's actually really interesting. What did you think when you met them for the first time? Uh, I was just like, Hey, like, what's up, man? Like, how's it going? Good to see you. Like, yeah. it was more like, like, hey, that's crazy. That's person. Let's go, we'll go talk to him. Cause I'm I can talk to anybody and we'll just go like, say what's up, but they're normal people. They're, that's they're just like people. Hey, what's up? How you doing? And they're like, everybody's, Hey, can I get your number? I want to connect with you. I'm like, wait, why? They're like, well, what if I want an RV? What if I want this? Like you come speak to my team. Can you go to this? I'm yeah. like, Sure. I'll get my number. Next thing I'm like texting them and they're asking me, Hey, like you were in LA. Why don't you come hit me up? I'm like, were you serious about that? Like, yeah, man. Like, like, let's hang. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. I'm so I, that's one of probably one of the biggest realizations that I've had. Um, is that as I meet these people in person that I've been following or that I've been learning from, or that, you know, have literally been like silent mentors. Like they don't even know what they're doing for me. I meet them. And the minute I meet them, I thought exactly what you did. I was just like, So number one, I think one thing that I've always had in my mind that is maybe a little different than other people is anytime I've ever been to one of those events or seen those people up on stage, not one time have I ever thought I don't belong there or I won't be there. Right. That's never crossed my mind. I've always known that eventually I would be there because the only thing separating successful people is time and effort. That's it. And all of these people, it's like you said, they're just ordinary people doing extraordinary things faster and better. Right. That's it. Right. And, and once you meet them, you're just like, yeah, you're just a dude. Like yeah. you're just a normal dude. You just have a shit ton more money than right. I do, and you're just at a different stage in life. But right. like, then I have to remind myself: a lot of these people that I meet, dude, they're ten years older than me. Right. And I'm like, where were they ten years ago? Oh, I'm actually like ahead of them. Right. Where they were. Yeah, they'd 10 be looking years at. You, they'd be the opposite way. They'd be looking at. You, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And so every time that happens, I'm like. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's mind blowing to me because for the longest time, I believe the same thing that a lot of people believe, which is like, all those people are different. Right. And they're not. Right. They're really not. I mean, they're, they're in a different stage. For sure. But if you're the type of person that's going to create your own life and create opportunity at every opportunity, like, 
Yeah. There's right. no reason that you can't like it, it. There's no reason that you can't be where they not, are. Not only or, that, you will be. Yeah, or beyond. You will be, or beyond. Like yeah. it's it, it again. Like we keep we keep hitting this. And I love what we're talking about. Is yeah. It is a hundred percent up to you. Control your environment. You control what seminars you go to. You control what you put in your you know yep. your brain. What you listen to. What yep. you read. What you look at. You control that. Like yep. there. Like that is a hundred percent up to you. Like and when I deal with a lot of people like in, in culture and in t- different things like. And it's all about with me, like being intentional about what you, what the outcome you want. Right. Right. Yep. Like, Hey, when we're talking about this with teams or you want that, or you're in a business owner or this or that, whatever, it's like, what, what's the outcome? We always talk about the outcome. What, what's the, what do you want to accomplish? And, and then we kind of start back figuring about what, what game plan we're going to do. When we start building their culture yep. and, but that's all intentional. And a lot of people think like, Oh, you're just culture. Like you just want a bunch of like snowflakey people and can't fire anybody. Like, no, 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 no. That's not culture to me. That's just what society is telling us now. Like I have a high standard. I have like I have a high standard in our in our culture, and that's what I want people to understand is this is a high standard. Yeah. But we have to hold ourselves at a high standard. Right. Like in like in in America in the world, like we're getting softer standards. A lot of gray lines. That's a that's lot of being it told very very yeah like trying to be semi watering it down. Like, yeah, but time. very soft. Yeah. Very soft. Or we just don't like we're gonna stay in our bubble stay in our lane not really don't, want to, don't touch me don't touch me like that so, like it's all it's just it's spiraling out of control and i see it so many times in companies that when you're dealing with these people and it's like what are we doing yeah but then they just let it go and let it go and let it go and all of a sudden they're you know then they're calling me saying i have a disaster on my hands what do i do and then you know we've been able to go there and help them sometimes but i'm like i got what like what do you do on a daily basis <laughs> yeah, where you just yeah. don't even care about it but yeah. it's like the biggest thing is you have to care like you have to have a heart to care yep and i love like what you're doing pay, with official patriot gear is that you have the heart to care and the heart to keep promoting patriotism, which in, you know doesn't mean what side. Mm-hmm. It just means being a patriot of, country, of the country. Mm-hmm. What's your slogan again? Patriotism is not partisan. Exactly, because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It just means like it's crazy to me that we get in trouble for flying a flag that you know of our country. When I was just down in Mexico 24 hours ago, or actually like five hours ago, you probably saw more and more American Me- flags than you do in America. Yeah, yeah. And but there's everything has a Mexican flag on it. Everything there, like it's not a, like you know when you go see soccer matches in the World Cup, like yeah. everybody has their their why? country flag because they're proud. Why? Because they because it's the symbol of freedom. Exactly. It is the symbol of freedom. You know, I I haven't served in the military. I'm not I'm not a veteran or anything. And I have people ask me all the time, like, well, where did your like patriotism come from then? If you like, what, how, why are you so patriotic? And dude, it's, it's funny because it's actually from my time that I spent in Nicaragua. I, I served a religious mission when I was 19 and I lived in Nicaragua for over two years. Wow. And dude, you want to understand the opportunity and the blessings and the privilege of that it is to be an American, go spend two years in a country like Nicaragua, right? Go, go live among people that don't know if they're going to have water for a week right. and don't know if they're going to have electricity half the day and live their, their entire dude. One I've told this story a few times. One time we went to eat dinner with a family. Cause what would happen is those families would like feed us as missionaries. Mm-hmm. Right. One time we went to eat with a family and I'm not exaggerating their house. So first of all, it's a family of four. We get there and they have two hard boiled eggs and they have a stump and they have a small Coleman cooking stove and they have some clothes in the corner their house was four trees and plastic bags tied together as walls. Really? We got there, we sit down and they gave us an egg and a half. Yeah. And I'm going to get emotional. And those people 
are not only some of the best people on this planet, they're so humble and yet they have so little. Right. And in that moment, when that happened, I'll never forget it because I just immediately thought like, wow, like the, imagine how, like how, just look at how we have things here and people still get angry and want to complain and, and fight against flying that flag. Right. And this could be a whole other episode, but literally there's a reason why that happens and it's manufactured. I truly believe that there is a manufactured agenda to make it so that anyone who flies the flag shows their patriotism, stands up for the country, wants, you know, limited government, whatever, just wants it to be more the people, right? We still need a government. Like we still need people to run this country because I don't know how to run a country. Do you? No. So all the idiots out there that are like, let's take over the country. Like, sure. Then what? Yeah. Like, okay, now there's nobody. So now what? And then right? we, no one could agree no, on anything. No. Like, yeah. So it's like, you need a government, but you need the government to be for the people. Right. And, and, and there's an agenda right now that anyone who stands for those things is demonized and is not only demonized, but is made out to seem like they're dangerous and they're an enemy. And there's a reason for that. Right. right. And it's because the, the powers that be, there are, there are three things that they want. And that is money control or money power and control right now it's just the money and the power the complete control is not there that's why they're they're fighting for that last piece right right and spending two years in a country where all three of those things are very much there with a small group of people and then everyone else is controlled dude it's it 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 opens your mind to how incredibly important it is to preserve what we have here right and um not only that, it's like the, the patriotism thing, right? Like we are so divided right now and, and it's over nothing, right? We're divided over manufactured headlines. We're divided over stupid political stunts. We're divided over nothing. Right. And the one thing that I, I always say, we're in a battle of good and evil, right? You have good and you have evil. And the fact is evil is evil. You don't do anything with evil. You literally just stomp it out, right? You're right. not going to change evil because it's evil. But the good, the good is all of us. It's, it's every race, it's every color, it's every religion, it's every political affiliation, it's every sex, it's every whatever. The one thing that separates all of us though and keeps us divided is awareness of who the evil actually is, what the evil actually is, and what that agenda is. And the most interesting thing, Jason, is that I believe that one of the number one things that has the power to actually unite us and create that awareness is patriotism which is why it's so under attack right now. Right. Because, you know, 9-11, right? What happened 9-12? Oh, it, every, the whole country was yeah. banded together. You saw it, right? Yeah. Guess who else saw it? Our enemies. Yeah. And I promise you that those enemies are on our soil. And they are doing everything they possibly can to keep that from ever happening again. Right. Because it was a happy accident. And, I mean, we won't get into that. That'll probably get you banned. But right. it, that's what happened. Like... So now you have all these people that are so divided and they think they hate each other and, and that it's evil and wrong to love your country and to fly an American flag and I'm going to get canceled and I'm going to lose my job because, dude, I mean, my, the, my first employee, I would say, she's, uh, dude, she's incredible. Literally, she was an ambassador. She's a full-time, she was a full-time teacher. She's got um, a family of her own. She has autistic kids. I mean, she is a, an amazing individual. She has had so many times where literally she's almost lost her job. The only reason she didn't is because she's like tenured, right? For flying the flag or talking about patriotic things on her Instagram. 
Really? Yes. And and it's like that is not just in Philly. She's from Philly, right? Right. It's everywhere. Right? It's right. everywhere. And why do you think that is? I can tell you that we didn't do it. Right. We allowed it to happen, but right. we didn't do it. Well, it's crazy to me because I mean I grew up in a private school, went to a Christian school. Mm-hmm. Every single day we we sang our songs, America the Beautiful, Star Spangled Banner, we said the pledge like yep. every single day. Yep. And Same. we even uh I mean there was a Christian flag, so we would pledge allegiance to Christian flag. Like we would say all the and like every day. It's part of us every single day. And it's crazy to me, like my daughter, like she's not going to grow up like that. Nope. And there's a lot of us that aren't going to grow up like that. And it's kind of being taken out, but it's like, it's that like we're losing the meaning. Like it's just like people don't understand. It's the heart of the country. Exactly. Dude. And especially crazy, crazy. It's in Philly too. Cause that's kind of where everything happened. Independence Hall's in Philly. I mean, everything went down in Philly. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And really. like, how can you, but then it's, I mean, going back to like, talking about other countries, like I've traveled a ton. And every time that I meet somebody, they're like, oh, you're so lucky. I'm, I'm like, I'm so like, yeah, but, and they're like, then we start going in into yeah. it. And I'm like, yeah, like we do have it really good. But, and then they, they're dogging on us saying like, you know, you do this and you do that. And oh yeah, we yeah. can't do that. And they're like, that's crazy to me because yeah. they, it's just, I mean, it, it's just not, it's nuts. Man. Well, and just, dude, it's like how many people are trying to get in this country? How many people are trying to a leave? Lot. Let me try yeah. to leave. Not, not very many. Not very many, right? Not very many. Yeah. I mean, there's a line at the border right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I was just down in Cabo. And, and that's uh, putting it lightly. Yeah. I was just down in Cabo. And, you know, they're they're a little bit different because it's a yeah. very nice city. Yeah, and, yeah. But they're like, yeah, they're all like, yeah, we would love to go to America. We'd love to this, love to that. Like, you have the yeah. American dream. Yep. And, and you know what? It, Everybody should have the ability to do that. Right. Do you know what's like, crazy? Is you go down to Mexico, everybody owns their own job or owns their own business. Every like so, there's, I mean, I would say not. Every, but there's a lot of work. Most of them. Every time I get hop in a Uber, hop in a like, I have a guy that his name's uh, Ivan. I call him or his name's Ivan. Ivan, whatever. Um, he owns a transportation company, mm-hmm. um, and he picks me and Mikel up. We go down there probably four or five times a year. Every single time, picks up. He knows us super well. Yep. And but he owns the company. He has two vehicles. He has an a, a employee named Omar, my guy. Like very close with them and start talking to them. And they're like, look, you either go work here or you open up your own business. You go to this, you go open up your own business. Like we, so I'm like, how do they have more opportunity? Like, you know, it's great. Like this sounds crazy to me. How, how is there almost more of an expected opportunity of opening your own business and having those freedoms down in Cabo, Mexico? Because they have to create it. Right. Because it's not being created. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They have to create it. But that's that, that's that community. That's that culture of like, you have to go create your own. Like if it is to be, it's up to me. They go create their own. Yeah. Thank and that's why so many of them are like, I want to go to America because in America I can do everything I'm doing here, but I can get paid 15,000 times more. Right. I can get paid way more money and create way more opportunity because America is a land of opportunity. That's why right. those people are thinking that. Right. And like, again, going back, every single one of those people should have the ability. Granted, I do believe there should be processes. I definitely don't think we should be doing what we're doing right now with the border. But at the same time, if you go through those processes and you do the, you know, your due diligence of what you're supposed to do to become a citizen, you absolutely should have the ability to come to this country. Right. That is the American dream. But Jason, that's why those people are thinking that way. Right. They're already doing what we should be doing. Right. The American dream is not working for the corporations and freaking blood, sweat, and tears 10, 10 to 5 in your little cubicle. Right. And when I say blood, sweat, and tears, I'm being very sarcastic. Right. Right. That's not the American dream. That's not what this country was built on. Right. It was built on innovation. It was built on creation. It was built on ingenuity, right? We've right. lost all of that because it's been taken away from us. And see, that's why, so 
that's why culture camp for me is because I want to bring that back and like, I want to bring that back into businesses. I, I want to bring that back into people's yeah. minds where they, they can create an environment that people can feel fulfilled. Yes. They can make a lot of money. They can have some freedoms. Like there are, there are, like I love looking at, you know, my team as little entrepreneur, like, you know, like, yeah. Hey, if you got this thing running so good, I don't care how much time you take off. Just make sure it doesn't fail when you're, when you're gone. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. up to you. Like the only reason you can't take a month off is because of yourself. I love it. Like that is a hundred percent on you. That's not on my, like we have, we, my HR team probably hates me for this, but like <laughs> at the end of the day, like I'm, I almost say like, I'm paying for a job to be done. Yeah. And if you complete the job and you do early, go home. Do you think? Like it doesn't matter. Like it, why would I just say here, what be a paperweight? Is that fulfilling? You, your mind's not here. Mm-hmm. Like you're done with your work or this or that. Now there are some people that obviously have like an entire eight, you know, eight, eight hours plus yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, fulfilled days, full days of work. But there are some people that I'm like, Hey, like your mind's obviously not here. It's somewhere else. Yeah. What, what is that? Like, is that your daughter at dance or you miss a soccer game right, right. now? Like, cause the expectation for me, I'm not missing anything. Yep. So how can I have the expectation for you? And those people that are going to go home and spend their time building another business instead of just hanging out, they're going to be better employees for you too. Right. All the way up until the day that they say, Jason, guess what? That thing I started two years ago, it's freaking taken off. So I got to say goodbye. And you're going right. to say, great, dude, shake their hand. I'll yeah. see you. I'll see you around. Hey, I, I respect the hustle. And that is how it should be. That's how it's always meant to be. And, and it's like, I, I love what you're doing, dude, because it's, it's people who, the people that have the ability to create communities that don't are a freaking crap stain on society, in my opinion. Right. Like, if you have the ability to create a community and you're not doing it, you are failing us. You are right. failing us. And if you have the ability and you are, you are the backbone. You are, you are one of the, the most important people in our society because when you create those communities that are built on good values and strength and, and ingenuity and everything, again, that is the heart of America. Right. That is what we're all about. That's living a life that represents what we are supposed to be. Right. That's what makes all the world say, you're so lucky to live in America. Right. Right. So I, I love it, dude. And that's, you know, that's, that's kind of like, that's what we're trying to do with official Patriot gear too. We, uh, you know, it's interesting. I don't do Facebook ads. Like we did them for like a couple months and not only did I get censored and shadow banned like crazy. And so it didn't even make any sense. <laughs> Drained my money. I mean, due to tens of thousands of dollars for months and really? just no return. It was insane. Anyway, it, it also is like, I realized that there's a better way to do that. And so we, we created our ambassador program. So we have over a thousand ambassadors nation. We actually just onboarded another hundred yesterday. Wow. Yeah. And congratulations. Um, thanks dude. And the crazy thing about it is there's no entry fee. There's, there's no requisites. Like I literally just tell people, Hey, our ambassador program's opening Friday and it's closing Sunday. You can apply. And it's not based on your following. It's not based on your engagement. I literally could care less what any of that is. All I care about is who you are, where you stand, what you believe, and whether or not you align with us. And if that's the case, you'll probably be accepted. So there's an exclusive time period, right? Right. That makes people think, okay, I got to jump in because it, who knows when it's going to open again. But at the same time, it's like, it's possible. I don't have to have 10,000 fake followers to be able to be considered. Right. right. And so something that we've done that's really cool with this thing is we've literally done that. We've built a community, dude. It's, it's, it's built exactly how it started. The community that I built on Instagram is, has now translated to be this massive community of freedom, loving, like-minded people all over the country. I mean, we're, I think we're in almost every single state. Wow. And dude, so the grand opening, this is actually kind of, kind of cool. So we did our grand opening. You said, you, you mentioned that, um, now, I don't know, it was like two weeks ago, but anyway, 
10% of the people that showed up to that grand opening were from the city that I live. The rest of the people were from all over the country, whether they were ambassadors or customers. We had people that literally got in a car and caravaned from New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Texas, California, Nevada. I mean, they literally came from all over the place really? all day long in and out of that store. Dude, that's a movement. And that's you can awesome. fit 15 people in that store, by the way, it's <laughs> tiny. And, um, it was really cool though. Cause it was just like, it was a manifestation that this community is more than just a bunch of people that sell Patriot gear or that talk right. about a clothing brand. Right. They've created friendships. They're, they're, they're getting together and meeting up and having dinners and, and doing like tip dinners and stuff, right? Yeah. Like all of that has kind of like trickled down into this massive community. And now, you know, we have a brand. I was actually talking to a friend of mine, um, you know, Dan Fleshman. Yeah. I was talking to him at Summer Smash and First Form Summer Smash. And um, he made a really cool comment that like just made my day. But basically we were talking about... Um, I, I asked him, I said, have you ever met anybody like me as far as entrepreneurs that are like asking you for advice? Cause I was literally, I was like, I was asking him for advice on, on uh, inventory and stuff like that. Right. Right. And he goes, he goes, yes and no. But the thing that's different about you and your brand is that the number one thing, the hardest thing is belief. Right. And he pointed at a camera, he pointed at Roger's camera and he said, I could sell that camera to somebody and they might talk about it with somebody else. They might but it's a slim chance and probably not. But I can sell a Patriot tea and I know for a fact that whoever buys that Patriot tea is going to talk to someone else about it right. at some point, whether right. it's right away or after or whatever. And that belief is what we have built our brand on. Our, our company and our brand is built on the fact that people don't wear the Patriot tea because of the fact that it looks cool. It looks freaking cool, but that's yeah. not why. They're wearing it because of what it stands for. They're wearing it because of the message that it, that it puts out there. And you know, we get people all the time, they're like, well, all you do is sell patriotic t-shirts. Like what the hell is that? And it's like, well, you find a better way to spread a message all over the world every single day with hundreds of thousands of people than putting it on their chest or their head. And I'm all ears. Right. 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 And that's so, marketing. Yeah, man, it's, it's been, it's been really cool. And that community is the backbone. And so everything you're talking about, like that's what it's all about. Right. No, I a hundred percent agree. And the, the moment that you can get, like people want to, like, it's, it's like, some, like this has kind of gotten a little bit gray to me. Maybe you've had this experience, but I, I feel like people, when they talk about it, like, they just want to belong. Like, I feel like there is a big sense of wanting to belong because 50 years ago, like our grandparents or parents, mm -hmm. or, you know, I would say even, you know, maybe a generation before, yeah. they belonged to big communities. Like yep. everybody got together. All the neighbors got together. Like everybody Dude, was we there. We as kids, how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah. How many numbers did you have saved and memorized in your head? Yeah. A ton of them. How many friends did you have in your neighborhood that you'd play capture the flag with on a Friday night? All the time. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That, like that was the thing. Like kick the yeah. can, like doing all these things. Like yeah. there'd be 20, 30. Queer. Yeah, exactly. Well yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I mean, I lived in a very unique neighborhood where we, we didn't have a lot of neighbor kids, but like yeah. we, uh, like we'd always try to get together. And like, yeah. that was just the thing you did. Like we yeah. all belong. And now I feel like there's division, especially in the last couple of years. Like, and that's why like my business exploded during 20, during COVID because everybody wanted to get out and about camping yeah. with their family they because they just, for yeah, it. like camping fever, like going crazy, but yeah. we just want to belong and be a part of something and, and know that like, Hey, like we matter, like we're doing yes. something, you know, when we matter. And I, and I would believe in my heart that people want to do something for good. Mm -hmm. They just, a lot of times they don't have an avenue to do that. 
But it's creating these communities where they do, where they do belong, where they do have a reason, where they're excited to do things, where they're excited to wear a t-shirt, where they're excited to get together. They're excited to drive across America yep. to go to a grand opening yep. in a store that can fit 15 people and they don't even care or know, or it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like you have people show up, they're just excited to be, be a part of that because of what's going on in the extreme and the other. And it's like, why, how'd that get lost? Like, it's almost like, like you see churches, the least like, you know, attendance in history. You see a lot of community things like, you know, we have like our different days and everything, like the least attendance ever, mm -hmm. ever had. Like, like, it's crazy to me. It, like, it's an attack on identity, dude. It's, it's literally a manufactured attack on our identity as a country. But not only that, it's again, it's people, people truly feel like they are alone and they feel like they can't speak up. So, so many of these people that are in our community, for example, they literally for like the reason why they're so stoked to be a part of official Patriot gears, OPG fam is what we call it Yeah, is because they know that there's hundreds and, and hundreds of other people that believe the way they do. But what they don't realize is that outside of OPG fam, there's millions and millions of people that believe the way they do. They're just afraid to say anything. And that goes back to what I said. We have, uh, we haven't built it. A society has been built today on fear. People are afraid of speaking up, standing up, voicing their opinion, talking about what they believe. Like it's crazy, dude, but right. it's, that's, that's what's happened. And yeah. it's a, you know, you it's, it could be a lot of things. I mean, the internet and social media definitely didn't help. Right? right. It's a, that's a huge tool and it's been great to have, but at the same time, man, sometimes I wonder, like it was cool to memorize a phone number and know that you're going to go meet on the green cable box. Yeah with 15 of your friends and then yeah, and you just counted on them. Hey, be there in 15 minutes. Yeah. So, Hey, you're in there 20 minutes. Something happened. Like, you yeah. just some like, yeah, it's crazy too, because you know, when I work a lot with teams and business and things like that, like I'm, I want people to bring things up. And it's funny because a lot of corporations out there manage with fear. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, I, I talk with some executives of a very, probably the most famous home finder app mm -hmm. in the country. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to name a name, but probably everybody can assume you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. And she was talking to me about, she was number one, number one in the entire company in, in this division, but huge division. And she's like, our culture is all fear-based, all like all this, you have to hit the, like, and I'm like, why? Like, why? Like, and it's just, it's starting to come down into our teams. And like, again, like that's why culture camp for me. And that's why I want to spread this across the United States in all of, you know, the world is that we can, we can be a coach where the movies were made about, right? Like, like we can be those coaches that will make you want to do things yeah. that I normally wouldn't do where like, don't create a society or like a company of employees of a bunch of robots that are scared of you. Like you, that are, you walk in the building and it's like, well, I'll never. So I got the opportunity to go to, where was that? Uh, Oakland, California mm -hmm. and go to a, uh, um, furniture manufacturing facility. Oh yeah. And this guy, this gentleman had it, they were doing like, I don't know. It was like a billion, they were huge Dude, manufacturer. Furniture. Crazy. huge man like yeah. an office like very nice like, like the desk we have like very very nice i think they might have even made that, this i don't know um and he walked he's been he's owned it is since it was born like yeah. 20 something years yeah dude he you know his workforce is primarily hispanic and they're but they're back there dude he cares so much about his culture he learned he's fluent in spanish mm -hmm. he's flown That's to awesome. where they were from helped their communities donated to their communities and i would say 90 percent of his his workforce has been there over 20 years. And I and, bet you can tell just by meeting him once. Oh, I'm like, dude, this dude, like run for press, bro. Like, this is great. <laughs> like, this is like the, the, like the sense of community that he had, yeah. everybody had logo, logo, like swag on. Yeah. Everybody was super excited. Everybody come up to him, run up to him and gave him a hug saying, thank you. Like, 
I'm like, usually when you walk in, the CEO or the owner walks in and it's like, oh, God, perfect. Like, what's going on? Yep. Like, yeah, that, that's great. Like hidden boss kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. but that, I mean, that's an awesome standard of excellence where every, everybody has that, like, you know, we got to be clean, all these. But that's what the standard should be always 24-7, 365 is that standard. Yes. When you come in, hey, how's it going? And he cares. Like, he was giving us a tour and he made sure he talked to every single person, shook their hand, looked them in the eye and gave them like a side hug. Mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I thank you for, thank you for showing up today. Yeah. And they're like, hey, like, hey, boss, how's it going? Hey, boss. Like, it was so cool. I'm like, this guy, like, I need to have him on, him on culture camp. But he was, like, it was awesome to to see to that see yeah. and then to have everybody talk about how much they love working there and love this and that. And I'm like, now you can kind of translate it to, you know, more of a country and more of a community, more things like, why can't we have that? Like, Cause that was a sense of community. Like he talks about how he, like the Christmas parties they have and like yeah. all the things that they do and they bring in food trucks and like people all like, that's a community that they work so hard for like them. And it's a, what do they call it? A uh, basis where you basically just have to complete your job during the day, or you know, complete so much in a day, and then you can leave. Like a stat, like a quo. Like yeah, like stat, like something like that. Where they just basically you know make so many desks and they can leave. Quota. You know, quota. And but they're always like pushing super super hard. And then he's like, if you you know two hours early, obviously it's paid because it's you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he'll bring in food trucks and different things, bring it their families. I'm like, that's that's not a everybody gets a trophy and no one can like that is a super high standard. I'm like, yeah. why can't we? create that like where can it be more of him why does everybody have to manage in fear like i was managed like a big reason why i don't know i'm talking way too much no, but a big too. reason why i started culture camp is because of how episodes. i was treated <laughs> because of how i was treated in my my job that i had yeah we're gonna and i'll say gnc yeah and you know i had a, a manager literally slap my hand when i went out to to so so long story short um i was one of the top guys in a in the region our store was super excited to meet our regional manager. And he was in charge of like a ton of regions in different States and everything, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. Um, he was the big boss, right? Like he was the guy and I love GNC. I thought, you know, I was a bro. I was a bodybuilder and all these things. <laughs> I, and I, always hook, I was, I always hook up the, yeah, yeah. the, the friends with you know, discounts and things yep. like that. And always got a hook up. always loved getting discounts on the supplements. All that. But I love the community, right? Mm-hmm. I love that bodybuilding fitness supplement mm-hmm. community. There's something about it. And then he came to me and like, like you get it. You, I, I wore a button up shirt with a red tie. Cause you, that was you either wore a GNC polo shirt. It had to be a white button up with a red tie. Mm-hmm. I wore khaki pants, a white button up, red tie. Super excited to meet this guy. Impress him because I wanted to keep going and I wanted to be like a bigger manager. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember reaching out my hand and like, good to meet you. Cause he came in with his little posse. He slapped my hand away. said, you won't, he's like, get, your, get the hell out of my face. You won't be here long enough for me to care. Or, I don't care about your name. You're, you're not going to be long enough for me to care here long enough for me to care. That's what he said. Went to the back and left. What? And I said, they're in shock. <sighs> like, I was like, seriously, like I'm like one of your top guys, super stoked to be there. The store was perfect. Like we're doing everything we're supposed to do. And you slap my what hand away did. and you say, I mean, you're not gonna be here long, for, long enough for me to care. And I'm like, dude, like I, cause everything I've always done, I've done it to the a hundred, 120%, like thousand yeah. percent. Right. Like I do it to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. If I'm working, I worked at like Costa Vita growing up. I mean, the best salads, best burritos. I could flip that baby around and put you good <laughs> on your to-go top faster Someone's than anybody, do it, right? Man. And I just did everything to an extreme and everything yeah. best. I could, I felt like it was disrespectful. Like I'm the guy who takes my headphones off and I could tell you, dude, I've, I'm a diamond on Delta. I've flown hundred times plus a year, mm-hmm. right? I could tell you the little hand motion thing before, more than anybody or like the safety briefing, You take right? your headphones off. Yeah, I take my headphones off. And I look at it. I look them right in the eye the entire time while they're doing it. Bro, I'm definitely not that guy. Because I, um, but I almost feel like it's disrespect. <laughs> like I'm disrespect. Now you're making me feel bad. No, 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 like I, I don't, Next but, time I'm be like, damn it, Jason. But I'm that guy. 
Like I know exactly. I do what, anything anybody's ever said in an airplane doesn't affect me. But I'm always taking my headphones off and yeah. listen. No, that's a good on. point like, though. But it's always what I've always done. And yeah. I'm like, this person totally just defeated me. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of take that back into like our company and the workforce and different things. And like a lot of my culture training is like I want to hold that high standard where people do take the headphones off. Not that it is like, like where it's those little things, but then it's like people care. And I want to be like, Hey, like nice to meet you. I know your name. I care about you. And that's the difference. You said, you said a couple of times, you said, why can't the country be the way that that business was run with that guy? Why can't our leaders be like he is? Because they don't care. It's crazy to me. They don't care. It's crazy. to me. They don't care what you think. They don't care what you believe. They don't care how much money you make. They don't care if you don't make any money. They don't care if you live in a, in the street, dude, one out of every 10 homeless people in our country is a veteran. Really? The, the men and women that these people, these leaders, leaders have go overseas and fight our battles, which quite frankly, we shouldn't even be fighting in the first place. The ones that they send over there that come back with like irreparable wounds, both inside and out one out of every 10 homeless people in this country are veterans are those people. Not only that, they say now that there's like 22 veteran suicides a day. I can't even imagine. I, I, I mean, dude, it's, they almost got sick right now. They don't care. They, they just simply, I don't think people realize this. Like, and, it, and this is one of those things that kind of bring it full circle. Like when I was telling you, when I started speaking up about this, one of the things that I basically spoke up about was the fact that, dude, the government doesn't care about you. And it blew my mind that so many people didn't, understand why or how or realize that that was the truth but it is the truth the government does not care about you there may be a few good apples in there but for the most part man that system has gotten to a point where it is no longer for the people it is for them it is to line their pockets it's to create comfy salaries and good lives for them to make them millions of dollars until the day they leave when they're 97 years old right and over here, if we can get a hundred thousand dollar year salary and worth like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. And the math doesn't math Ian. And I know. And that's why, <laughs> and that's why the people that actually do care, you know, one of my good friends, Ian Smith, right? He ran for Congress. He ran in New Jersey. He's the one that, um, refused to close his gym. He got sued by the governor. He literally was sued like $15,000 every single day because he refused to close his gym. Really? He won the lawsuit, got everything. And literally his community helped him keep his gym open the whole time. Incredible story. Go look it up. But he ran for Congress and he went door to door talking to every single one of those residents in that as far like in those counties. Anyway, um, I'm not sure how far in the state that he went in New Jersey, but he went door to door talking to them talking about their concerns, asking them what he could do. Like he actually cares, right? Right. He didn't want to be a politician. And that's the thing. The people that don't want to be politicians are the ones that actually should be because they actually care about the people, not the position. Right. And that's the biggest issue. The biggest problem, the guy that slapped your hand, he cared about his position. He didn't care about the people, right? The, the business part, the guy that you're talking about that ran that incredible business, he cared about the people. He didn't care about his position. I guarantee you that he elevated more people than he ever elevated himself. Right. And that is why we are where we are as far as our country. That's why we can't have that kind of culture, right? Because they just don't care. See, and I I think there's so many parallels with, with, or it, so many parallels with what we're talking about with, you know, business and teams and the, yep. in the culture of a country yeah. or a community there is. because it, it, and it really comes all back to caring mm-hmm. and wanting to care and making the decision. Um, I want to kind of get into, 
you know, you've opened up a store and you're dealing with a lot of people. Like, what are some things, you know, I got, what are some advice you could give, you know, that new person dealing with people or, or dealing with teams or different, because you, you know, you could say your affiliates are part of your community and part of your team. Like when sure. you're building a community, building a team, like getting, gaining the trust, gaining, you know, that with, with an individual, like, what do yeah. you do? So it's, dude, it's interesting how our ambassador program is because right now, like, I mean, for the most part, everybody's remote. Like I, we'd have, we've had like maybe a couple meetups. Like I've had, you know, a couple of times we've had people come out to an event to help with like our booth and we've been able to meet people, but it's, it really, we have never had everybody get together all at once. Really? No, never. And it's just been people from all over the country, just a part of something because of the fact that they believe in it and they believe in what I'm doing. Right. And so I'd be lying to you if I told you that I've figured out how to create this amazing culture within the ambassador program because the culture is created itself. Right. But it, like, I would like cultures, community. So culture is a community yeah. though. Yeah. And it's created itself. I mean, that's like, literally that's what it comes down to. And anytime someone, so this is, I think this is what you're asking me. Anytime someone ever comes to me because it happens all the time now and they say, Hey, I want to start a clothing brand. Hey, I want to start a brand in general. Right. Every single time someone comes to that and they say, what is your advice? My advice is always the same. It's build a community before you ever consider giving them a product. Because if you can like build that. a community and, and, and go further than that, build a community based off of an idea. People don't buy products. They buy people and they buy ideas. Right. If you can create a community based off an idea that is that, that could become a shared identity between that entire community, every single person in that community takes it on as their identity. You're not only going to sell a t-shirt, you're going to sell everything in the store. Right. And you're going to do it for years and years and years and decades and decades. And that's going to become a legacy. And that is what official Patriot gear is. People are wearing the t-shirt because it's a shared identity. They have adopted that identity because it's already something they believed in so hard. And now it's just, I have a way to show that. Right. Right. And so the community itself, like, dude, I'd be lying if I said that, you know, I, I think my influence obviously is what has helped build it, but it's created itself within. Um, but I think that, I think that's the beauty about what you've been able to do in culture though, yeah. because I, I feel like you, and maybe like, I, you know, if, if you're a super smart dude, I feel like it was intentional, but it maybe it built itself, like it built itself. Yeah. Right? No, I, I will say there was definitely things that I did intentionally to build yeah. the ambassadors program and to build right. the community. Like we do, I mean, people, people that know our brand know about Patriot Friday. Right. So we've, I've been doing Patriot Friday now for shoot, literally like two plus years, like every single Friday without fail, I will post a, on Thursday night, I will post a funny, like ridiculous dancing gif or meme or something of some, like, usually like an old person dancing in black and white. And it'll say, who knows what tomorrow is. It has nothing to do with America, American values whatsoever. It's just right. funny as hell. And it'll always get somebody to vote. And they'll say, it'll always say like, I know it's Patriot Friday or it'll just have like flags. And then the, the no will say, I'm new here. What the hell is this? And the reason for that is because a lot of people don't know this, but I will go in and I'll try to personally DM every single one of those people and tell them what it is. Really? Yeah. And so, um, I don't get to everybody, but I try to get to everybody. Um, but That's anyway, awesome. so then, yeah. So then Friday, every single Friday I post a countdown and I post like some kind of like movie scene from a war movie or a, or a movie that represents people standing up for America. Right. Or, or even just like an action movie or something like that. And then every single person that's been part of this community since the beginning knows that when you get Patriot gear, the first thing you do is you take a picture and you tag yourself and you share it on Friday for Patriot Friday. 
And the way that started was literally, I, I just, I knew just because of like, this is going more into like a marketing strategy, right? right? Marketing strategy says that the way you build a brand is you make people once again, feel like it's their identity. The way you make them feel like it's their identity is you make them feel like they're a part of it. Right. So, so many companies fail with this because they, they think that they're going to give them a product and that person's just going to share it because. Right. And that's why a lot of companies end up having to pay tens of thousands of dollars to get people to wear their stuff. Dude, I have never once paid one influencer. No, I lied. I paid one influencer because he was my buddy for like two months. I've never paid any other influencer any amount of money to wear Patriot gear. Now, really? how many people have you seen wear Patriot gear that are like a lot, pretty big names, a lot speaking, a lot on podcasts, Pretty huge names all the time. Yeah. Right. I have not paid one of those people a single dime. Really? Not one time. And it's that community, man. And, and they even want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of it because they believe it. And not only is that, but like even those bigger names that we're talking about, right. It's just because they want to support it because they right. understand that I'm trying my damnedest to do what you were talking about, about being a leader in a, in a freaking sea of people that don't want to be a leader to create a community of people that can em you know, that can emulate what this country is supposed to be right? and try our damnedest to even make a dent. Right? right. And so dude, it started off with me literally just saying, okay, I'm going to post a picture and say, tag me. And so I did, I posted a picture and I said, tag me and use hashtag Patriot Friday. That was it. I, I just, I, I figured in my mind, I was like, if I can create one day out of the week, maybe we'll get people to do it for two or three weeks. Nobody, nobody tagged. No, two weeks, two weeks, nobody tagged anything. So when it got to the third week, I said, okay, I need to create this, right? And here's another thing too. You said people just, a lot of the time people just give up. Like so many people at that point would have been like, well, I guess that was a bad idea. I won't do that. Right. But I said, no, I'll just do it myself. So I literally found people that were wearing Patriot gear in their pictures that didn't tag me. And I went and I took them and I tagged them in my own story and used the hashtag Patriot Friday. And I did it like 10, 10 posts. Really? And I did that for three weeks. And then finally, someone posted, and then someone posted, and then someone posted, and then someone posted. And now I think we're, I don't want to say the wrong number, but I think we're like 198 Fridays or something like that. And I can't keep up. Like there's really? hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tags every single Friday. I love that. Yeah. It's awesome. So today was a big day for you. Yeah. Patriot Friday. Of course. <laughs> it. It's always a big day. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. This has been a great conversation. Yeah. I, um, I really, really appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, I, I, love, me, I love what, what, you're doing. I love what official Patriot gear represents. Thanks dude. Um, I love how you hold yourself. I love how, you know, when people say things about like, you, I, I have been, I've heard a lot about you, but I've been in a lot of situations with you. I've never heard you say anything bad about really anybody. Yeah. And I respect the hell out of you, dude. Like that's, that's awesome. Like I, that means a lot for me. And I know that means a lot for a lot of people because a lot of people might get lost in, what their perception is, but mm -hmm. I know your intention is super good. That's what's very excited to get you on the show because yeah. um, I've heard so many good things about you. And so I just appreciate you being on, making the trip down here. Dude, and ditto for you. Thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I'm honored. Anytime, man. Last thing I want to ask you is yeah. what does success mean to you? I think success means constantly being that example of someone who doesn't give up like throughout life for the people that you care about most. Like if there's one thing that I want to accomplish in my life, it's that I want my kids to look at me and say, dad is a leader. Dad is a, you know, dad never gives up. Like no matter what, he's always trying to do his best to build and create and, and be an example for others. And, and so I think 
I think success changes. I think the the definition of success changes throughout life, but ultimately, you know, I wear this every day. I've worn this for like, geez, like seven years. Wow. This, I've worn this, this bracelet. It says leave a legacy because that to me is like my ultimate goal. Like I want to be able to be somebody who my family and everybody who knows me can say, yeah, I knew Ian, like I knew Ian went and I knew, right. and, and I'm proud of that because he did this for me or because he was able to give this to me or because he created this or he was able to do this for the world. You know, um, that to me is, I think my ultimate goal. So I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, but, it, the, yeah. every definition is different. And I love it. Like yeah. it, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the the show is just hearing everybody's definition of success. And I will say that's awesome. dude. Like that's, that's What's yours. Huge. Dude, it might, you know, it's, it, I think you're right when you say it changes all the time. Um, I want to like, you know, kind of funny they wear in the bracelet, but like leave a legacy that my daughter will be proud of and daughters having another baby. Hey, it's um, awesome. Another girl. Thank you. Um, but leave a legacy that they are proud of. But at the end of the day, just basically like I've always envisioned myself like, my wife's hand in, in one, my daughter in the other. Now I'm having another daughter. So like the daughter's in one and look at myself in the mirror and be like, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fulfilled. I'm satisfied. I love my life. I love myself. I love my family. That's success. Yep. And like, I don't know. I've always just had that vision in my, my mind. Yeah. Um, I almost got a tattooed on my forearm of just me, all, us holding the hands in a line. But I'm like, my, my wife was like, we might keep having kids. I'm like, well, I'll just keep adding just them Just keep on. adding them It'd down the like arm. Yeah, dude. Oh, not that many kids. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean that, that's like, I just like, happy. No, man. that's great. Cause man. I used I, to think success was just all about money and the cars Dude, I had all that. Yeah. And I got divorced, lost, like lost everything. Like, yeah. and I would have given everything I had just to keep that family, keep my family together. Now I'm remarried, very happy. She's remarried, very happy. We're, you know, all, four peas in a pot. And I, guess, and I love the fact that you said ultimately that that's what you wanted because so many people I feel like in this industry are, that's not the answer they get. Right. It's not about their family. It's not about like, I want to still be holding my wife's hand. Right? right. Cause that's absolutely like, I've seen so many people chase that success and end up not holding their wife's hand at the end. Right. And it's like, that's, you know, that's also my own goal. Like I, cause if we don't have them, have nothing what's like what why right. are you doing it they're they are 100 my why yeah and that's how it like, should be like i was literally sitting in the pool this last week in cabo playing with my daughter you know watching my wife float around on a tube yeah sitting there all pregnant and everything and i'm <laughs> like this is why yeah like this i like i if this is why mm-hmm. like, this is why i and do what i do and this is why i go through everything that, and like this is why i want to keep pushing mm-hmm. and i love like that, like almost makes me emotional because I, I completely lost that in a previous, I, I call it like my previous life too. Like I got divorced over it because mm-hmm. I thought I was like, what do you want? Like I've, I'm giving you everything. You got a house, you got the cars, you got the this and that, whatever. What do you, like, what else do you need? Yeah. And I, I was just an idiot, complete mm-hmm. idiot. And I'm almost grateful in a weird way that I went through that at a very early age mm-hmm. with not kind of a lot on the line. That, that sounds bad. Like I had, we had one daughter, she's very young. So me and her mom have been divorced longer than we ever were together with her. We got divorced mm-hmm. when she's 10 months. She's almost five now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a great relationship with her mom and her, her other dad, her stepdad, yeah. other dad, what I call him other dad. Um, Cause I think it's that's funny. Good. It's just saying we have two, she has two no, dads, but, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, I totally feel like, you know, we, he, I've only had 10 months. I'm like, I was like, Hey, I only got 10 months on you. Dude. you got, yeah. 
Like that doesn't mean a whole lot. Four years and two months on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, you know, yeah. he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's raising her. He's raising her. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, I want like, like sometimes no, it's he, cool. Sometimes though. when he's not like, love you bye. I'm like, what are you going to say? You better say, <laughs> you better say love you bye, bro. Yeah. Like, you yeah. better call him back. Yeah. Like, you know, I, because I want that with my daughter yeah. because I'm not going to take that away. That, from and her. that's big of you. No, I, it's good. It's my, it's just my thing. It's good, so a lot of people think it shows what kind of person you are. That's good. Dude, you know, you know what's great? I know this has nothing to do with anything, but I get more crap from people kind of about that. Than, really? Yeah. Than a, lot, a lot of things that I do. What? Yeah, they just think it's weird, but you know what? It's, it's a lot from it's like, weird a, that you treat him that way. Yeah. Like a little weird that we have this dynamic, I guess that you're like bros. Why? Yeah. Like he's dude, he's my ringer when we go golfing. Yeah. Like, why is that? Amazing. That's great. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of a better situation being in an, a divorced relationship having a happy family and a new happy wife and having your old wife be extremely happy with another guy and you be totally fine with that and also be good friends with him. Yeah. Dude, he's like Did the I miss coolest something? guy in the world. Like I love that dude to death. That's great. Yeah. So Just, I don't understand why, why do you get know, crap anyway? That? But you know, I talk People are weird, man. <laughs> hey, culture, man. There's big culture. culture, big culture within yeah. uh, divorced families that I could definitely give a whole talk on yeah so but again ian man i just thank you so much yeah, for dude. for taking the time in the world and excited to to watch you do your thing and official patriot you to keep growing and yeah. you to keep growing and thanks i can't wait to see what's next thanks bro appreciate, appreciate you, you.